0: Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, folks. Michael Zuber, one we're still at the time. It is Thursday morning, and we are back with legendary investor, Mr. Mr. Jonathan Quanley. How are you doing, sir?
1: Doing sure, great, Michael. Thank you.
0: You're <laughs> a legend is... to me.
1: Yes, thank you. I appreciate that very much. You're the only one, but you know, at least hey, have... you got one. I got one. I got a fan club of one. It's great.
0: <laughs> so. Oh man, that's awesome. So, hey, uh, I was actually sent an uh, article by a viewer or a subscriber to my YouTube channel, which is an article I missed for some reason, but it said, 21 money habits uh, from a harvard trained economist and uh, i happen to knew that know that i was speaking with you today you're a harvard graduate i'm like let me send this article to jonathan let's pull it up because uh i have not gone through all 21 because i got through like seven of them and lost my mind (laughs) Uh, but i thought i would pull it up we go we go through it and just have some fun because uh I'll say it this way: Being a Harvard-trained economist does not make you a great investor, based on what I've seen. So this is uh, this is
1: true. I mean, uh,
0: <laughs> yes. I, that's I, a fair I, statement. I, I didn't piss anybody off.
1: <laughs> I, I, I keep uh, I keep the Harvard thing kind of uh, on the QT. On the QT, <laughs> some people the wrong way, but yes, I did I did, uh, I did go there. So there you go.
0: Um, well, let me put let me just pull it up because we're just going to go to the list because uh, I thought uh, some of these are some of these are at least. I don't know if they're controversial, but I think they're worth a discussion. Like number one, don't borrow for college. Um, you know, I, I don't I frankly don't graduate if I don't borrow. Uh, I went to a junior college, which again I had to pay for my college. Right, I went to a junior college. Fine, it was four bucks or five bucks a unit, but then I go to Santa Clara University, which was the nicest school I could afford. But it was like twenty grand a year, and I I left school a two. I got my four year degree. The final two years, it's like forty two thousand in debt. I don't graduate college without borrowing money. So, um. yeah, I mean, listen,
1: I had, I had some student loans from college. Yep. I had a lot of student loans from law school, which actually just finished paying off. If you can it. Um, and yeah, I mean, I I I think I think that probably what this is about though is that you kind of have to do some kind of cost benefit analysis, right? About how much debt you're taking on and Well, I think,
0: yes, I think that is awesome. And
1: how, and whether the particular college that you're going to is worth taking on the debt, right? Yes. I think that's so. I would say, I mean, and and not, I mean, let's take this for what it's worth. Like Mm -hmm. borrowing to go to a place like Harvard probably makes sense because just if you look at what the salaries are like for Harvard graduates, Mm -hmm. you're going to be able to repay that. Right. Maybe not the case for some other colleges, maybe sure. the for-profit colleges. So I think I think this is like a, this is, this is not a general statement that makes sense, but it is a statement that makes sense in some circumstances. I
0: will certainly agree with you that I think more and more people need to do a cost benefit. I think you should have a plan. I think the fact that you can borrow money sight unseen is crazy. I think, I frankly think they should do college borrowing like they do housing, right? Just because you can, it's this is like '06 all over again. Everybody to get a loan. All they had to do was sign a piece of paper. Well, that didn't end well. You got on the property ladder. You got kicked off because you were not financially ready. I I think some of the student debt crisis that we have now is because you gave money to everybody with no plan, and they only went two years and they didn't graduate, and this, that, the other thing, and yeah. But I think the general statement of don't borrow to college is um, I don't know, short sighted. But having a business case, a plan, totally agree.
1: Yeah, and I also think like just on this point though, I mean, I I think one of the real problem that needs to be addressed in mm-hmm. this country is the selling of colleges if it's some kind of like panacea or
0: oh totally agree yes a
1: guarantee as opposed to like investing in like very high quality uh you know um trade education or things like that that I think if Agreed. you look at c- countries like Germany that do a really good job of of you know giving people the option yeah. of, of training really well for a high for a high skilled profession mm-hmm. you know or a high skilled job, you know, sort of yeah. not met, you know I'm looking for like a, a trade. It's just a yeah, trade, like a like a high school blue blue collar job. And so not everybody is yeah destined for college or even is gonna like it or I, I think I you think
0: know. we uh I think we let um for-profit colleges run over trade schools uh for the last couple of decades. And I think that's a mistake. And we're yeah. paying for some of that now. Absolutely. All right. So number two if your parents are borrowing for your tuition discuss who will repay. I think that's wise. I mean, I think you should always, I think a people, families need to talk about money more. You should never assume, especially when borrowing, especially when, you know, you could potentially be hurting inheritance or whatever later. Plus kids often can borrow cheaper than parents. So yeah, I think that's, I think that's wise advice. I think that goes for any type of loan.
1: Yeah, I think this makes sense.
0: Okay. All right. Here's one that nearly lost my, um, this this nearly lost it. Strive to own your home, not rent. I'm okay with that. And then he goes on to say, and try to buy in cash yeah yeah that's um that's cute to say uh in practice home ownership would be a lot lower if that was
1: the real. i mean i guess what you're saying is if you've got the cash to do it do it but i mean there are very few markets where most people are able to to do something like this right so i mean people
0: can't even pay cash for cars jonathan (laughs) let
1: alone a home i think it's i think it's kind of unrealistic but i don't think this is aimed at everybody um yeah, I mean, listen, I, I, my you know my particular bent is to really be judicious in your use of debt.
0: Oh, I like, totally you, agree. Well, yeah, sure.
1: If you could afford to buy your own home, uh, you should with, with cash. I don't think it's a bad idea uh, because you're putting well, the debt. I think yeah. I think what this you know really what people should also be you know I think like I remember when I went to buy our home, mm-hmm. I was trying to, and I could not find this anywhere. I was saying, okay, this is how much rent I'm paying. I don't want to pay more than this for a mortgage. Mm-hmm. So what does that translate into? And I could not find that anywhere. All I could mm-hmm. find out was this is how much you can afford for your mortgage. Right. right. Or this uh... is, but not like backing. So, I mean, you know, eventually there's some calculators you could sort of back your way into it, but right. to figure out the payment, but there, there was no single, there was no single tool out there. and I don't think there is even now. That says that allows you to work from your payment right. to go. So this is what I can afford. How much can I pay? Therefore, how much mortgage can I get and what can I right. buy? Right. Yeah. Instead, if you go to the bank, they say, Oh, given your income, we we can give you this much money, right? right. Correct. That so what winds up happening is that people, yeah, you can afford it from the bank's affordability calculation, which is essentially you know, are you making three or four times that amount of money for your Mm -hmm. payment, right? Mm -hmm. But that you may not be able to afford that given the the other expenses in your life or given your desire to be financially prudent and save money or whatever. So I think a lot of people wind up buying houses that are too expensive from the perspective of like their financial health.
0: Totally agree. Yeah.
1: You know, because of stuff like this. So,
0: can you help me with the last line here? I I've read this now five times and I don't understand it. Having more of your money packed in your home is a way to shelter it from federal and state asset income taxation? I don't know what that is.
1: I I'm thinking that that probably means capital gains tax.
0: Like you're getting But house... how does debt fix
1: that? I don't understand. Well, because then you've got I guess the theory is then you've got The money that is not in your house is now invested in something. Oh,
0: that that. so so basically, don't borrow it for earn ten, so you can avoid paying capital gains on the ten. Is that what we're saying? I'm I'm thinking what that means. That's backwards because
1: because your 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 house you're not paying capital gains tax on your house. Of course not. Totally right? agree. So, yep. So I think that's probably what this means.
0: Okay, so, so you're saying that that asset is a better tax okay. Uh, if, if that's more, what he's saying then I Yeah. I'm
1: more okay. tax efficient. That money appreciating in your house is more, more tax, tax efficient. efficient. Okay. And uh, then then putting it somewhere yeah, else. That like, was not
0: worded that was not worded well, but if that's what they're saying that is a true statement. I agree with that. Okay. All right. So now we're only up to three. I'm not he, sure how You many... took,
1: took a Harvard education to figure out what the guy was saying. Exactly.
0: <laughs> you got, you guys got your own language.
1: <laughs> oh, man. You have no idea.
0: Oh, no, no. I don't want to know. I'm, I'm not smart enough to know. So number four, let's see. Mortgage and tax are financial losers. Pay them off ASAP. Financial and tax. And, oh, mortgages are tax. Okay, sorry. And financial losers. Dyslexia got me again. Yeah. Pay them off ASAP. Okay. Um, I mean, listen, I, I, I,
1: I'll, I'll tell you something I've had this argument with people before mm-hmm. where they asked me, should I I have this money? Should I pay off my mortgage? Right. Or should I invest it somewhere else? Okay. And years and years ago, somebody who is you know, like way more financially savvy than either you or I, mm-hmm. uh, was told me and this is at the time of the financial crisis I asked him what should I do with this with money I have he said pay off any the first thing you should do is pay off any debt and the reason was even if it's a it's relatively low interest rate it is a guarantee it is a guaranteed return okay yeah I like that from paying off your debt and uh, and yeah you may there may be other investments out there that look like uh, they're better because it's they're, they're performing better right now but they're subject to market fluctuation, and this mm-hmm. is, you said, this is a an absolutely, this is the true risk free. Got it.
0: Yeah, I agree with that. I think that's, so, and again, I think for most people who uh, have a propensity to blow money yeah. on non performing assets, I think this, I think this generally speaking is true for everyone.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, for, for For me personally, I, I've actually went out and gotten in more debt because I can borrow it four and earn ten, and I'm not, I don't buy toys. Um, and again, this is something going back to episode number one, if interest rates go back to where they should be, then yeah. paying down debt becomes the right answer. But I think the last year or so the Fed has come in, taken rates unnaturally low. So in that one environment, the only time in 20 years, I went and got more debt on purpose, because for most of my career, I agreed. If I'm paying because I invest in debt, I'm paying six and a half. Well, I'll just pay it off because that's a guaranteed return. But yeah, so I, I think this is, a, I can live with this one. Yeah. Okay. Owning a home can reduce longevity risk. Uh,
1: yeah, this one this one I agree with actually. Because yeah, what I, he's talking about here, I at mean, first I thought he was saying something like homeowners live homeowners longer. So I, like, yeah, yeah. I thought he was actually he was talking about the fact that if you're renting, yeah, you're always going to have rent increases where a home yeah, I agree. Maybe you paid off your mortgage, and then really your only thing is property taxes, which go up a little bit every year, but it's yeah. not with rents Yeah. So
0: yeah, I like th- I liked that. That was a good one. This was interesting. Your perfect home may be far cheaper, several time zones away. Yeah, uh, I mean, that's true, but doesn't keep keep a new account all the other things with the move, job, family, all those other things. Right. Move. So there's
1: a lot of, you know, you may move to a lower cost state, but then you get paid less. Right?
0: Yeah, exactly. And or your yeah.
1: yeah, or you or your kids hate you because now you're, all their friends are back where you used to live or whatever. Right? Exactly. So,
0: exactly. Yeah. Choose a job that everyone hates but you yeah that's i can't i mean
1: you know like yeah um i can't really argue yeah yeah. but i think there are probably some crappy jobs that don't pay that well either yeah
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah i agree uh don't worry about career and job hopping
1: well this doesn't apply to either one of us since we're entrepreneurs but i i do think that this this really seems to be The best way to get raises and to get promotions. Uh, I
0: guarantee you, I didn't.
1: You can't get promoted within anymore. The only way to do it is to job hop. So that that makes sense.
0: Consider working for yourself. Couldn't agree. Definitely side hustle. Yeah, agree with that one. Keep thinking about tomorrow.
1: Don't stop. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Yeah, your living standard is your bottom line. Totally agree with that. Yeah. Marriage beats partnering long term. What is that? It may be
1: well, I mean, I think there's uh, a lot of, you know, being yeah. married makes you more financially stable and stuff. Yeah. So I think that's probably, you know, probably right. If you get married, counting getting divorced? Well, it's you know,
0: yeah. Statistically too people,
1: speaking, all, too too late for all the people who are already married to do prenups. But uh, I guess if you're thinking about it,
0: yeah. How about yeah. waiting till seventy to take Social Security? What do you? I've never really thought about that. I know, well, I still don't count on Social Security. Yeah, I don't
1: count on it either. But but if if. Assuming that it is there, uh, I mean, you basically, you literally get paid more the longer you wait to start. So, okay,
0: uh, you know, yeah, I've never done the math. Yeah, uh, let's see. I think this is good.
1: Make sure you ask for it. Retiring early is financial suicide. You know, yeah,
0: what did I, I'm really.
1: This is something I actually am very curious about. Like, okay, because so we've been talking about the Great Resignation. Yes, and right? a lot of you know, there's at least a million and a half people. It seems like who
0: retired. Left. Yes. Early retirement. Yep.
1: And all those people, like, they've done it. It's just like before the financial crisis, right? All I these agree. tired because they're like, oh, my house is, I'll just use my house like an ATM or, mm-hmm. you know, or my stock. Buy my account.
0: stock account is up
1: 100%. Yeah. So I'll, there's my retirement fund and I don't have to work anymore. And then it all went kablooey and they were screwed and they all, you know, I don't know what they did after that, uh, mm-hmm. but I. I, I do think that that this makes sense. I think retiring early is, you know, doesn't make sense at all. You're gonna you're gonna blow through your savings quicker, and if anything goes wrong in the markets, like you can't get it back, right? Yeah. So, um, I I think and I do I don't I don't know about you, but I don't ever plan to retire.
0: And no, I've actually stopped using that word. Yeah, yeah. I, I agree with you because I was saying I was retired. That was kind of my stick, right? Retired at 45, but I didn't really retire. I just, I'm doing something different.
1: Yeah. I mean, like I used to think about retirement all the time when I was a lawyer and I hated my life.
0: <laughs> exactly. yeah. Now,
1: yeah. now that I, you know, I mean, I could, I plan on doing this till I, till I die. I mean, I, I don't really see why I would not work. Maybe I don't yeah. want to work as much or like, I want to try to automate more or like delegate more or pay other people to do stuff. But like, I don't, I don't see why I should stop this it doesn't no
0: yeah. Hard. yeah i totally agree i totally so then the last one if you're worried about the downside risk play the stock market like a casino
1: yeah i think this makes sense like don't yeah. expect to ever see this money again right
0: you know yeah i think that's what, i think that's yeah well that's exactly why i don't go to casinos and i don't invest in the stock market because yeah yeah i was
1: always the guy who wanted to own the casino right? yeah exactly i don't want to spend a dime there because it's like basically it's like setting money on fire right <laughs> exactly. But because the house always wins, right? So I'd love to be the house. So give, give me that job.
0: Yeah, right give me, I want to be the house. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Well, very cool, Jonathan. I thought that'd be fun to go through together. I appreciate it. Uh, how can people find you and get part of your world?
1: Yeah, so a number of different ways. Uh, one is if you are interested in learning how to be a multifamily real estate investor and do it the right way without spending an arm and a leg on some guru, go check out my program, which is at multifamily Launchpad dot org slash join. It's very affordable. It is comprehensive and you get to talk with me uh, once a month on our group calls, which are a lot of fun and you learn a lot. Yeah. Uh, you can also get on my email list by going to just multifamilylaunchpad.org without the join. And there's a free download there, which is a checklist of everything you have to do to you know invest in multifamily real estate and syndicate deals. It's like an 11 page checklist basically tells you everything. Uh, and if you want to um, invest with me, instead of you don't want to do it yourself, but you just give me the money, uh, just Google my website, which is Two Bridges Asset Management LLC. And there's an investor page and you can fill out the form and uh, you'll get on the list.
0: Very cool, Jonathan. Thank you very much. Absolutely. Mm-hmm.